0: This may not be what the creators intended, but like, it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look,
1: I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The
0: black Donnelly's is pure gold and you guys are wrong. Joey ice cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the criterion collection. Is it working? Uh,
2: <laughs> uh,
0: no, never, <laughs> never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs>
2: welcome to ending pending we are currently covering wait no ending pending is a pod (laughs) is a podcast where we discuss television shows which have only lasted for a single season i'm your host andy
1: i think we got there i think we got there and i'm evan
0: i'm uh, a little lost i'm still thinking of different names for butts and i'm ronnie
2: if you can tell by those introductions none of us want to talk about this show apparently we are currently covering hbo's rachel gunn Nope. nope rn no nope, nope, nope. no hbo nbc's rachel gunn rn does this strike you as an hbo show a prestige drama show Look, the 90s were a dark, dark time, and what passed for prestige drama might have been differently than what passes for it now. Okay. Was I right about NBC? I don't know, Uh, but I uh, know it
0: wasn't HBO. Originally developed for CBS.
1: Fuck. Problem is they all have three-letter acronym
2: names. CNN's Rachel Gunn RN. (laughs) Newsmax's Rachel Gunn RN. (laughs) Uh, But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. What's the bit, Andy?
0: Okay. What's the bit? This
2: bit has a long setup and it's kind of a bit of a story. And then I have a question for the two of you. Okay. okay. While I tell this story, I you know what I'm gonna ask the question first. Uh name a moment where you felt like you were a million goddamn years old. <laughs> Fucking every day. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I sat down on this couch and I made a real big noise. So that, that didn't help.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, I, my, my, my cubicle at work, uh, my neighbor, it took off for the whole week because he is watching professional World of Warcrafters stream on Twitch. Okay. And, fun. uh, me and some other coworkers were were talking about it and i was like uh our, our one coworker was like i fucking hate twitch my husband loves twitch i fucking hate twitch he's always trying to talk to me about twitch streamers and i don't i don't care i don't like it and i was like look i don't have anything against twitch but i personally don't get it like if i was going to take off work for a week to do something world of warcraft related i think i'd want to play world of warcraft for a whole week with my friends sure. rather than watch, uh, you know, these pros play it. And uh third co-worker was like, Andy, you just don't get it. Like. And I was like, what do you mean I don't get it? Like, I'm a nerd. Like, I get I get nerd stuff. And he was like, yeah, but you're an old nerd. Mm. And uh, I age- So the, the dividing line between
1: young nerds and old nerds is old nerds like to do the thing. And young nerds like to watch people do the thing on Twitch. You've got an eyelash.
2: Uh as Evan fingers my eye socket, like uh what's her name? Fingers Beast, uh in the you eye. You had an eyelash hanging up sorry, go ahead. Um I don't know. I don't know what the kids these days they're all into socketing. Uh that's a cerebro reference. Um i don't I don't know what the difference is I don't know what the difference is between old nerds and young nerds. I just know that I don't necessarily understand the appeal watching twitch and this like twenty two year old uh said I was old
0: mm. and well uh, compared I, to a twenty two year old you are uh quite old,
1: yeah you're like a decade older than that twenty two year old
0: I will say we are not um elder millennials as the term is thrown around. I think there are like people uh about six to seven years our senior who are still in that cohort um Mm -hmm. we're 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 pretty mid-tier but the problem is is that those older millennials are irrelevant like they're just they 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 might as well be 70 years old and so now we who are still kind of a kind of relevant kind of clinging to like uh, whatever social capital not social capital but like whatever that is, we are like the last bastion of that as far as millennials go. And so now we have taken on the mantle of elder millennial. Mm
2: -hmm. I don't like it. Uh, I don't don't like it. I don't like that. There are these new things that I don't fully get. And I don't, I don't like that. There are words that I don't know. And I don't, I don't like these kids. I don't like these kids running around uh shown up into my workplace um
0: i like that they have the gusto this 22 year old to call you out and be like andy listen you are decrepit you are so old uh i clearly just got here but uh i i i am willing to take some some shots at the king i'm willing to to to, to you you better watch the throne cuz i'm yeah, coming for this... you
2: this fucking kid! It was his second... It's his second week in the office!
0: Love that. Love that for them. Okay,
1: I, I was looking... This was reminding me of a, of a quote, and I had to use a couple of creative search terms to find it, but there's a Douglas Adams quote that is exactly this, right? Okay. Um, anything, that, anything that is in the world when you're born is normal and ordinary, and it's just a natural part of the way the world works. Anything that's invented between when you're 15 and 35 is new and exciting and revolutionary, and you can probably get a career in it, and anything invented after you're 35 is
2: against the natural order of things. (laughs) Um, Well, he's wrong, because I don't like things that are invented right now, and I'm (laughs) 31, so... You you hit the
0: curve a little early. A little early. Also, Twitch was invented a couple years ago. A a little Mm -hmm. bit. Some time ago. But I think that you are just play World of
2: Warcraft. Just play World
0: of Warcraft. The um the the
1: economic and political conditions that we have come up in have artificially aged us a little faster. I think.
0: Yeah, Uh, and Andy is also a little bit of a luddite uh, in general. So,
2: I just think if you're gonna take four days off from work right before (laughs) the holiday break,
0: so this has nothing. to... I'm trying to figure out where the thread of this is. Is this you being so upset about being old, but you're not actually old? So the real problem is this Warcraft streamer, or is yes, this, or is, <laughs> is it that the real problem is you're just annoyed with your coworker for not uh, being at work and instead watching Warcraft?
2: No, no, more power to him. If if I could get out four days in a row right now, I fucking would. Like, would it go, man? Take your time off. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't, uh, I don't like this child who called me old. Uh, he, he's, he's wrong and bad. I'm not old. I'm young and cool. Um, and I don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like people watching Twitch in general. Just go play a video game. Just go play a video game.
0: Shots fired at Um, all of our Twitch streamer friends.
2: I, uh, I do have a a moment that
1: made me feel a million years old. Uh, Okay, let's hear it. Uh, I, I think I was talking to Kim, is who I was talking to, and Kim is only like four and a half years younger than me.
2: Housemate Kim.
1: Yeah, housemate Kim. And I was like, you know, when the internet used to go, crrr, be-doom, be-doom, be-. and Kim did not know what I was talking about. Wow. Yeah. hmm hmm Yep. I had to find the noise online and play it and be like, you know that, the the digital handshake noise. And Kim was like, mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. and I was like, wow, OK. I
2: is think that something? same conversation I mentioned having to get off the phone uh, or having yeah. to get off the computer yeah. so my parents can make a phone call. And Kim yeah. was like, what the fuck are you talking about?
0: <laughs> there's there's a level of you're too young to remember that kind of thing. And then I feel like there is in the circles that we tend to run in, which are uh former fundamentalist families where like they just didn't have internet for a long time in their lives. Yeah. Um that that Yeah, was... I was
1: behind the I was behind the curve on internet certainly. Um like high speed internet existed at the time when my parents got dial up internet. Um but still like dial up internet was common when I got yep. dial up internet at my mom's house, you know. So yeah this is something that um I would expect that, like so the the cutoff is somewhere between me and Kim, and that four and a half years somewhere in there, yeah. I'm sure is the like the end of the plateau where that felt normal to everyone there there's gonna be like a few months' worth of uh uh data where like half of the people are familiar with it and half aren't and then you're going to have a sharp drop off because uh dial up sucks and nobody wants it.
0: I think we're going to have a, th- a-, a go back at some point like how people like like vinyls now. People are going to be like, "You know what? I really see if we can get dial up internet started again." Just Yeah, just, just you know, I really
1: that. the page <laughs> the pages really felt more satisfying when they took 8 minutes to load.
0: You just that 56k modem like It it just like very crisp very very fresh Mm -hmm. i um not too long ago uh, i had uh siblings in-laws who were still in high school and we were going on a trip or something and uh they talked about having to go go to the office and i was like the office like you don't have a job and then i realized that they meant the school office and i had like a very like visceral remember like memory of like, that's just a thing that you have to do as a child in a high school is like coordinate things with the school office. And Mm -hmm. I had a very like, what is my life? If like it, the, the memory or like the, the moment was not like them being young and that made me feel old. It was that it had been so long since I had had to think about a school office and like the, dynamics of that that like it came flooding back and it's like you have not been in that place for so long it's so scary Mm,
1: yeah yeah you gotta you gotta drop off your note from your parent saying you have a doctor's Mm -hmm. appointment first thing in the Mm -hmm. morning at the office and then you gotta check in at the office before your parent can pick you up to go to your doctor's appointment yeah that office
0: a bunch of bunch of folks there doing jobs that could almost certainly be done by just like a simple. Uh, exp- Excel spreadsheet automation um, yeah I'm not sure them. what
1: the what the office lady did when I wasn't physically there <laughs>
2: like <laughs> very liminal space <laughs> yeah
1: the office lady essentially ceased to exist if I wasn't sure. observing her
0: sure there just needed to be more adults like the teachers were doing their thing there need to be other adults in this building and I guess we'll put computers in front of them and give them all uh, yeah. mugs with quippy sayings on them.
2: That solitaire wasn't going to play itself. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Some of them we had free cell. Um, you guys want
1: to talk about this show? Let's
0: talk about Rachel Gunn. Rn. Let's talk about Rachel Gunn. Rn. Uh, we Rachel watched... Gunn. Right now. We watch. What do we watch? Five of these five of these we watched
2: motherfucking five episodes.
0: Yeah. Lots so uh Evan tell us tell us about these uh action-packed uh plot-driven episodes of Rachel Gun. Yeah. RN.
1: Yeah, I had to I just want to state for the record. I had to scrub back through these episodes and sure. try to figure out what happened in them because I spaced out these watches. Um but I did. I dutifully did and I made all my own notes because nobody cares about the show so no synopses exist online. You should publish these um, when we're done I and it'll just, be the first official I published just, so, notes. I was gonna I was gonna make this joke later but like I could make up whatever synopses I wanted about these shows. Mm. Maybe they wouldn't slide on Wikipedia like maybe you know Wikipedia editors are like extremely uptight But I would bet that on like IMDB or something, I could just post whatever episode synopses I wanted and they would be up for like eight years and nobody would ever know. I'm going to like just type some wild shit and put it on IMDB. I'm going to like type synopses for Star Trek episodes or something and put them in. Um, Anyway, uh, episode five, Dr. Dunkel, who Rachel is renting the other half of her duplex to wants a pet. At first, he's asking for a dog or like the dog um, that his ex wife still has. He wants his dog to stay with him. But then he escalates to wanting a miniature horse. And Rachel obviously is not happy about it. But she's dealing with some kind of like infected toe thing, some kind of ingrown toenail or something. And she refuses to get it treated. Uh, So Dr. Dunkel says that if she lets him keep the miniature horse. He'll treat her toe for free. Um, and then he leaves for some reason that's not important. And the miniature horse ends up giving birth while he's out. Um, and the nun character and uh, Megan Mullally's character have been fighting the whole episode. But the stress of the baby miniature horse being born and dealing with that situation bring them back together and their friends again. Episode six. Uh, Rachel's ex-fiance Bobby from many years ago is admitted to the hospital and he's super rich now and he claims that he and his wife are getting divorced and he really turns on the the charm and he and Rachel start to um, rekindle their relationship so Rachel ends up staying at his house because she's having some plumbing done at her house and his wife ex-wife still wife turns up and claims that she's changed her mind about div- about the divorce and bobby immediately forgives her and takes her back and rachel's just kind of left awkwardly in the bathtub at her ex's house uh episode seven the dietitian character dies unexpectedly while on vacation and she leaves rachel uh the responsibility of taking care of her funeral arrangements but no money with which to take care of those funeral arrangements for complicated reasons um so Rachel searches around for a uh funeral home that is very very cheap and she and some of the other hospital staff finally find one that they think is suitable but only once they're like deep into the conversation with the funeral home director do they realize that this is a pet funeral home for a pet cemetery and they're conflicted about it but they decide to bury the dietician character at the pet cemetery And the nun character is very upset about it. Episode 8, Rachel and Dr. Dinkle are both having financial problems. And then those financial problems are suddenly exacerbated by the fact that they have recently gotten a new neighbor whose lawn jockey they both keep hitting with their cars. And they have to reimburse her multiple times for this lawn jockey that they both keep hitting with their cars. So they decide to drive several hours to a nearby city. Well, it's relatively nearby to enter a dance contest because they both can tango and like they're okay at tango, so that they're convinced that they can win this dance contest with their tango routine. But uh, when they get there, they realize it's like some kind of hip hop dance contest. And they leave in shame, uh, having wasted a lot of time, and they don't win anything. Um, Episode 9, Rachel and her new neighbor, Veronica, are the victims of a burglar. uh, And Rachel gets knocked out as he's fleeing her house. Uh, She's admitted to the hospital, and then, unexpectedly, the burglar is also admitted to the hospital... Uh, with a broken leg, which I think is unrelated to the burglary. Uh, Rachel finds out from someone that the burglar is not very likely to face legal consequences for having burgled her. Uh, so she and the other nurses all come up with a scheme to torment him as much as possible while he's there overnight.
0: And that's it. And that's it. Um... Five of them. Yeah. We watched five episodes, and you know I do in fact have to ask it. Uh, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. These five episodes of Rachel Gunn RN, uh, did they work for you?
2: This could be the Stockholm Syndrome of Rachel Gunn RN, but I didn't Mm. hate these five episodes. Uh, Um... There were some new characters introduced, and we lost some characters, and uh, some of the like premises of the episodes were a bit stronger. So, like, I need to stress that it was not it like absolutely it was not good. I do not recommend anyone watch these episodes, but it is a much softer not working for me than it was before. Interesting,
0: interesting. Hey, hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These five episodes of Rachel Gun R N, did they work for you? Um, uh, I
1: actually feel similarly to Andy. Uh <gasps> I, I I will not go so far as to say they are working, because I also I still don't think that they are good. They're not this is not a good show, and I wouldn't be watching it voluntarily on my own if I didn't have to. But I definitely didn't hate these ones as much as the first couple.
2: Hmm. Hey Ronnie. Hey Ronnie. Hey Ronnie. Hey yeah. hey yeah, hey yeah. Did these 5 episodes of this show Rachel Gun R and <laughs> work for Goddamn poop <laughs> Why do you always
1: wait to the last word to try to do a funny? You can. I was trying to have,
2: slide it in somewhere else, but you babe, weren't giving me anything to babe, work
1: with, babe. The reason that we alternate words, so you have the power to redirect like the, the but conversation. I need,
2: I need, you to help me. No, that's I'm, not. That's we're not married. How, you that's have to how, help me. That's not how
1: this game is played. You like one person me. is supposed to be achieving a sentence yeah, and the other silly. person is supposed to be dragging the sentence in another direction. I
2: try, but you're so strong. <laughs> oh, you're like a tree. You don't give an inch.
0: Oh, I was ready for butts, so poop did kind of poop did do it for me. Good. Um, Do you love like no, the I, show, Ronnie? I thought these episodes were stinky poop. We're, were very bad garbage. What? Yeah. yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't chuckle even one time. Uh, no wow. way. Yeah, I, no I, I, I way. Not... I laughed
2: like three times. Yeah, really? I had a few little
1: chortles. I did. A, wow. I, I blew some air out my nose a couple of times. Yeah,
2: three three whole laughs in five episodes of Rachel Gunnar N is is pretty impressive. I guess, I guess yeah. You're...
1: Considering our record for the first couple of episodes, I thought these were like they. Now, granted, they still had a lot of jokes that I thought were in very bad taste and I didn't like at all. But the, I did chortle a couple of times. I did. And there was one character in particular that I thought was funny. Uh, well, we can we can get into it a little deeper. But like, yeah, let's,
0: let's hop on in. Mm-hmm. What worked for, for about this? What, what, this this favorite show, the show of the year of 2022 for Annie and Evans, <laughs> uh, what worked for y'all about it? Um
1: I think okay so nowhere in the show is it stated or even like really like strongly implied that Veronica the new neighbor character is like a fundy um but she reads that way to me she reads as like mm. uh like someone who was in a like wealthy uh, very tight-knit religious community and is, like, experiencing the world for the first time. Um, and that's very funny to me. Um, maybe that wasn't how she was intended to be read, but she keeps saying, like, oh, it's ba- we never had this back in Philadelphia. Oh, we never... <laughs> oh, my husband. Oh, my my husband's away, and I have to be alone, and I don't know what to do. I don't know how I exist." How to exist in the world. She's young, to be clear. She's she's 22. They, they say her age specifically. And all she talks about is, like, how obsessed she is with her husband who's in the Navy. Uh, and, like, how, you know, she she just, uh, like, doesn't know how to deal without her husband. And then, like, she's also, like, weirdly peppy. Like, she it's so important to her that she makes a good impression on her neighbors and, like, it it just reads very like wealthy young evangelical woman out experiencing the world for the first
2: time. What was the line she said about Philadelphia and Booing? I liked that line. It made me laugh very hard. Oh, uh about the
1: burglar. She was like, uh Yeah, she said, like, if that man walked down the street in Philadelphia, he would be soundly
0: booed or something (laughs) like that.
2: it was very good. See, Ronnie, you like this show. You just
0: laughed. I laughed at the retelling of it. I don't think that I found that character quite as, like, charming enough to, like, let that stuff pass. I...
1: I, I don't think she was charming, but, like, I... Yeah, charming's not the right word. Sure. I think she is pitiful in a way that is funny. Like okay. I'm I'm sort of ridiculing her because I think she is sad. Uh like she's not sad emotionally, but I just think she's kind of a a pathetic person sure. and yeah, like not for any um like not for any, like, social reason. Like, she says that she's, like, from a wealthy family and, like, goes to balls and stuff like that. I just think she's, um,
2: like, a weenie, and it's mm-hmm. funny to me. Mm-hmm. I liked in the Pet cemetery when the bearers were two puppies. That was good. Okay, coffin. that was good. <laughs> I think I did <laughs> I laugh at that. I liked when that happened.
0: I think I did laugh at that. That was a good scene. No, no, um, not even a the, scene, just, like, just a, a joke, just a bit that yeah. took yeah. probably so many hours to set up.
1: Um, There was, like, th- there have been a lot of, like, Native American jokes, like, having the one actor there, like, basically gives them carte blanche to do all kinds of, like, Native American jokes. But the one that I thought was funny was the one where he does, like, his rendition of uh, Home on the Range. But uh, he replaces all the verses with, like, not at all musical or lyrical explanations of terrible things that have happened to Native Americans. I thought that was good. I thought that was a, um, I don't know, a not-punching-down kind of, uh, like, Native American
2: joke. Um, There was another one that I thought was pretty good where... uh... Throughout the whole episode, the uh, the black RN and the, the Native American RN were comparing their people's generational traumas, which, uh, like, was uncomfortable and awkward at times. Yeah, it was like, being like, played like, for
1: just, laughs in a way that wasn't quite in good taste.
2: Yeah, but. it wasn't uncomfortable because I'm a white person and we are historically responsible for all of that. It was uncomfortable in that, like, how they were joking about it. It felt like it was written by white people. Yeah. But there was there was a moment where uh, their their kind of debate it has fallen into the cafeteria, the staff room. And uh, one of the women chimes in and is like, well, you're both men, so you have it easy. Uh, I am the most historically oppressed minority, a white woman. Um, and uh, I, I think it's the... The Native American goes something like, look, the the three of us shouldn't be fighting about this. Like, everyone here has had a a terrible time and has faced oppression and discrimination. And we should all remember that and, like, have empathy for each other. Because none of us are the person doing the oppression. And, like, as he's saying all of this, uh, the doctor character, uh, played by Kevin Conroy is, like, trying to, like, sneak out of the room before he's seen by the the rest of the cast because he is, uh, for all intents and purposes, like, the representation of the man in this show. And uh, I thought that was very funny. Oh, he goes,
1: like, when they all turn and look at him, he goes, well, I was a bedwetter.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought okay, that, that was, was a little yeah. bit funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was a little bit funny. Especially coming, like, because of what we talked about last time with Kevin Conroy, like, Certainly not being the uh, you know one who has never faced oppression or any kind of like stigmatization in his his own life, um, it that that was just like a you know seemed like he was in on the joke a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 yeah that 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 episode in particular, like the the show does this thing where it has like a and b plots, mm-hmm. but like the plots usually in these sitcoms like coincide with each other or like the characters, like most of the time there's an a plot and there's a B plot and the B plot is just kind of like jokes that take up the first 10 minutes of the episode. And then it's nothing. Mm -hmm. And this little like battle between, um, the, the black orderly and the, uh, native American nurse was just one of those things where like, it had nothing to do with the larger bit of the episode, which made, it's so uncomfortable um, because even if I, I would say even if it was not written by white people, even if like these actors uh, were able to participate in the writing process here, the audience who is expected to laugh is certainly white people. Um, yeah, uh, CBS I, sitcom. It, I, go ahead, dear.
2: It feels like someone wanted to say a bunch of racist shit. Yeah, and it was like, "How do I get?" how do I get to be allowed to say racist shit? And he was like, cause it was definitely a man was like, yeah. Hmm. If I hire a black actor and an indigenous actor to say racist shit to each other, that I think about both of these people, then I can get away with it. And so it's like, it feels, there was like a, a, a scandal a couple years ago about a racist ventriloquist who was saying a bunch of racist, Shit through a like black dummy. Was it Jeff Dunham? I don't remember if it was Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham, has but um, of real bad that puppets. that does feel like yeah. a Jeff Dunham. But it feels kind of like that, except with real people, which makes it worse. Yeah, right. Um, th- I I don't remember who
1: uh, I heard explain this. It might have been a YouTuber or something. I'm sorry, I can't credit them. But uh, I I remember. Listening to a, an interesting take about how like in the 90s and uh like the 2000s, there was this sense in pop culture that we were living in a post-racism society and like, oh, we can joke about race on TV now because like there are like there aren't any racists anymore. You know, I mean, there extremely were and extremely are many prominent racists in the world but like your average white person uh would say things like oh i don't see color you know like nonsense like that and everybody like all the white people were patting themselves on the back for being like post racial now like society has moved past racism everyone is equal now um so like it feels like that's the uh the the cultural moment that all these jokes are coming out of like you know that none of this is racist we're just you know poking fun we're all having fun here because we're all living in a good society where racism doesn't exist anymore and,
2: and like is there a conversation that could be had about the like way the african-american community the way that indigenous americans and even to some degree uh i mean maybe not white women but the way that like sex plays into that as well like sure that'd be a very interesting conversations uh and like are minorities at times shitty to other minorities absolutely but like this is not the show to have that conversation and like this This is not the conversation that was actually being had. Uh, The joke was only funny when it turned on Kevin Conroy's character. And to your point, Ronnie, I absolutely think like how he like delivered that line. He was definitely in on the bit.
0: Right. Uh, Yeah, it, it just begs the question, like. If if this is not the show to do this on, then like and I know this was not really as much of the uh, the pursuit of some of these shows back in 1990 or 1992. Um, but, like, it would be the kind of thing today where we would talk about, like, if this is not a show you can have this kind of a conversation on, then maybe this isn't the kind of show that, like, deserves the diversity that you are bringing to it. Like, because then you are just expecting all these people to operate in this kind of environment absent of all that and, like, there's, again, a conversation to be had there. And today, I don't think that is the conversation that was happening at that point. Um, But it is it's a like, yeah, I think that they kind of brought it home to some degree in kind of like a wash your hands of it kind of way. But uh after we had just talked about how the fact that like they are kind of leaving everyone alone except for the Native American character for them to like what with this i was just like oh here we go couldn't couldn't get out of the mm-hmm. woods with this one
1: uh yeah so d- d- now that we're now that we've kind of like uh, popped right into to negatives can i just say lots of fat jokes also that's yeah. lots of Fat jokes and body image jokes. Lots of women's body jokes. So many of them.
2: That was one of my positives was that they killed off the fat dietitian, because that meant they were no longer making fat jokes.
1: But they were like in the whole episode. No, but now now that funeral.
2: now that her funeral has happened, they just they've they've made less fat jokes.
1: They still make a lot of jokes about. Oh, like oh, Rachel even oh, though she's extremely not fat.
2: <laughs> you, no, you like, you are you are correct. Uh it is it is a very weak positive, but
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean I feel like the the fat jokes dropped off by like maybe 20% when the dietitian died, but in order to get there they had a whole episode that was just basically like one giant fat joke, like how she died was a fat joke and like the disposition of her remains had a lot of fat jokes in it um it was not cool It made me, it just made me very uncomfortable like and not like this wasn't a good character it's not like I was offended on behalf of the dietitian character but it's just like a pattern in this show just like every single episode has like Women's body jokes after women's body jokes after women's body jokes, most of which revolve around their weight or shape or dieting or women lying about their weight or something like that.
0: Yeah, it sucks real real bad. Mm -hmm. Like the, the pet cemetery thing could have been a very good bit of just like, yep, we're just burying somebody here and we're all cool with it. Uh, if not for the fact that like they had to squeeze like a ton of of fat jokes into it at every opportunity they could, and it's just like this like i don't you didn't need it like you did you truly didn't need it, and here we are
2: as a rachel gunn r n head as as this shows sure. number one stand, yeah, something that I found really annoying is that. In the previous watch we did, the first three episodes, it is established that Rachel Gunn, RN, has a lot of money saved up because she never spends it on herself. And so when the whole vacation thing happened, it wasn't that it was a lack of money. It's that she doesn't like to spend her money. That was the whole thing. She is very well off. She has money. That was established. Mm -hmm. And now you mean to tell me that there are multiple plots? where she doesn't have funds. There are multiple thoughts revolving around her not having enough money. The whole thing with the little statue, the whole thing with not being able to afford the funeral expenses for her dead friend. The whole thing with show. her foot,
0: not being able to afford mm-hmm. the, like the, the, um, what is it? The,
2: the ingrown nail situation. Ingrown yeah, analysis, it's but, it's yeah. just like, show you've already established that she has money. She is a frugal individual. And she should be able to handle any of these problems that have come up. And I it just really ruined my suspension of disbelief.
0: Which is which is part of why it, these didn't work for me. Because any moment that I kind of enjoyed, it just felt like it was an episode from a different show. It felt like it had no continuity. Not with just the plot. Because shows like this don't have like this long-running, like, you know... Uh, and here's what happened on last week's episode. But, like, it just felt... Out completely out of tune with the characters that they've established on an episode by episode basis. I I thought that the episode where she falls in love with her ex was was fun and kind of campy when like the the wife comes back like and she's in the bathtub and she wants to like shoot her with a gun, but it's just like mm-hmm. it all felt. I don't very... remember that at all. No, she's <laughs> yeah, a, no. so the
1: the the Rachel's ex fiance is in the hospital because his wife shot him in the butt with a gun um and then there's this whole bit at the end did we
2: watch this one yeah
1: okay um i mean i don't know and then (laughs) i'm not there like when rachel's like in his house and the wife uh like pops in uh she's like oh yeah um i was like you know bored because i was super rich and all my needs were met so he encouraged me to take up a hobby and i uh you know my my hobby that i took up was shooting shooting guns and she like pulls a gun out of her purse and she just like starts shooting it's um that's like the whole thing she shoots guns she has a gun and she's shooting things at random and the uh Rachel's ex fiance seems kind of turned on by it, to be honest. Like, he seems kind of into it. He
0: comes back into the bathroom where his, his new girlfriend is in the bathtub and his current wife is uh, swinging a gun around and he promises to take his wife back. Uh, and I think this is a quote. I would have to look it up. The reason that he gives... Rachel for the reason he's going back to his wife because she's got really big bazongas. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Which was it. And he said it in a very like sensual way and like he that that actor I looked it up. He is famous for soap operas like he is like a handsome man in soap operas and I don't think that is the case for the person who played his wife. I looked it up but she also very much fits the archetype of like a 90s soap opera star, a days of our lives kind of thing. And like, it felt like that. It felt soapy. It felt kind of like, like they're in a different like genre all of a sudden, but like it, you didn't play there. You didn't have fun with that. You just took a lot of these characters and put them in these like very different circumstances and very different, like, um, not, not different circumstances, but different personas that they had occupied this entire time. And it just, it hurts the consistency. So even when I enjoy a thing, I'm like, I enjoyed this, but this is not Rachel gun RN. I don't know. You're, you're still trying to figure it out, which makes sense. It's season one, but you're really throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, another, another gun joke that I did short a lot. Let me, let me drop this in. I know we moved past positives, but, uh, Veronica, the, the, neighbor who I interpret as a, a fundy, a young fundy woman, um, they are talking about having been burgled. And she was like, oh, I wish my husband was here. Uh Like, she, she says something to the effect of, like, if my husband had been here, like, he would have stopped that burglar with his gun. And Rachel's like, you have a gun in your house? And she's like, well, yeah, my husband always said, like, uh, who's gonna stop the bad guys with a gun, if not the good guys with a gun. And, uh, like, she then reveals that the gun got, like, taken. I- I'm I'm relaying the joke poorly, but she's like, uh, uh, Rachel is like, but who- where's the gun now? And she's like,
2: oh, with the bad guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: to, to kind of your point, Ronnie, about this show, like, having elements of better shows. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, potential meat on the bones for the show to, like, one, be funny, and two, to, like, say important things. But a lot of the jokes feel, like, mean-spirited about the mm-hmm. situations. Like, there is, in a better show, like something to be said for doctors dealing with the stress of their job, hospital staff dealing with the stress of their job by like eating fast food or mm-hmm. smoking cigarettes or having drinking problems. But like this show has no interest in that. It is just here to like make fun of the fat dietitian. And like this show or like well, a better it's show. It's also something I thought about say words, something but, oh. about the like discrimination, marginalized people, Working in hospitals face, but it like it 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 doesn't go anywhere. This a better show could talk about how Rachel not being able to afford care at the hospital she works at.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Like that is interesting. Like you could make funny jokes about that while also saying something interesting. But like this show doesn't have any interest in that. The doctor not knowing anything about any of the patients or about any of yeah. the 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 nursing staff that like make his job doable. Like that's that's funny you could say something about that, but this show has no interest in saying anything about any of it. It's I just like it, kind of mean about all of it.
0: And I think that I think that that like direction of where they're punching has a lot to do with it because we talked about scrubs last time and how scrubs in a lot of ways is like a very imperfect show, but what you did feel was the sense of like, these are nurses, these are doctors, they are, you know, kind of living on hard times, they, they are not living a glamorous life. But like, that is because of the chief of staff and the board and like all these super rich people that are making their lives and the way that they treat their patients harder. What Rachel Gunn has kind of decided is like, yes, they joke about how the hospital just wants to make money. Yes, the doctors are kind of like misogynist and stuff like that. But who they've really decided is like the villain of this show are the patients that come in like any like more more than anything. The patients have been the one who are like, these patients are the problem. These patients are what is making my life so stressful and difficult. And it's like, I don't think that that's like the palatable like message that this show wants to present. Like, it just doesn't make sense with the issues that they are trying to, uh, like you said, like they're th- to, uh, like to get into that could make it a much better show. Um, the, I, I think about like parks and rec and how like parks and rec was successful and good. And it's the kind of this like combatants between like th- the people who are in government who are kind of inept and kind of not great at their jobs trying to placate the citizens who are, you know, citizens, but also like kind of doofy. And it's like this constant go back and forth of like this power struggle where like there's this idea that like, yeah, nobody in government knows what, what people want and people don't know what happens in government. But like, this is not that this is people have come in for treatment for health care And it's like, oh, these annoying patients. It's just like it. And they keep getting like uh, character actors to play these annoying patients to make it like more fun. But it's it's not like and it helps the moment, but it doesn't help like the the DNA of the show overall.
2: Yeah, and it's I completely agree, Ronnie. And it's like something you could do occasionally like i am sure from a doctor's perspective there are asshole patients that make Mm -hmm. your job more difficult than it should be or needs to be Mm -hmm. but like that is literally every episode is like a new asshole patient and like the last one we watched where they're like abusing the shit out of the burglar like I don't know he, he's he yeah. got like a fucking broken leg like he didn't shoot somebody like he's all, all he did was like rob your house he didn't hurt nobody like also they say they have insurance
1: like Rachel's like oh don't touch that like leave that for when the insurance people come
2: like like he does not deserve this like silly abuse mm-hmm. you know
1: it was like framed as funny in the show but like they were uh like they were like, trying to convince him that they were going to, like, perform surgery on him. Uh, also, like, just logistically, I don't know how they, like, you can't, you can't do shit. Like, I know it's a funny show. I know I'm, I, I shouldn't be, like, nitpicking, like, you know, oh, how were they wheeling him around with nobody noticing what they were doing? But, like, you know, whatever.
0: But it's just, but it that's dumb. the thing. It wasn't it, funny. It it, it it wasn't funny. It was dumb. But, like, that's, that's the problem is that, like they're spending all of this time like you know we're poor the doctor is so you know with, with his divorces so broke that he has to like rent a room and and you know is 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 late on his rent and stuff like that and like there's like definitely a storyline where they could like attack that and and i mean there's a whole there's a whole storyline where uh Rachel corrects the doctor and she is suspended and you know, the way that she gets back at him is by destroying his, again, I'm probably very well insured car instead of going against like the hospital disciplinary board who made this decision. And it's like, these are things you can do. These are avenues you can you can take the story. It might be a little chunkier than you have the like capacity to write for. And you have, you know, you have your your cast of characters that you just want to focus on. I understand that. But then I don't have sympathy for you when, you know, all the other calamity stuff happens to you as much. I don't think it's a good show, y'all. No, I, it's, it's, I, I, it's, I it's hate a bad to, show. I hate I hate to really disagree with you and, and like try and do this epic takedown of your of your new uh, comfort series. But it's it's it might be a bad show.
1: Yeah, uh I think that's a, a possibility, Ronnie. I think that's a possibility worth considering that it is a bit a bad show.
0: It also got a little ribbed in these episodes. They uh when when they were doing the the rundown of like the funeral director asking all the questions of like uh you know, did she, whatever, whatever you would ask about a dog. Um and was like, "Oh, it, it, what they ask, it, it's 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 so hand fisted, but they ask, uh, was she a bitch? Which, like, by the knowledge of you asking if it's a female dog, you already know. Like, and 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 like, that's a great laugh line. But then they asked, did she ha- uh, did you have any favorite toys? And uh, one of the characters says, none that weren't battery operated. And I was like, whoa, Rachel got a little spicy, a little spicy here. Mid season form, but also that was her favorite toy because you know a woman would only masturbate because she cannot find uh, a man, and she yeah, couldn't find a man because she was fat. So that's the, mm-hmm. you know, that's the bring it all back home. Bring it all back home. Ugh. So we're watching more of this. We have to watch more of this, like immediately. We're almost I, done. Yeah, I refuse to take this show into the new
1: year.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cannot start January twenty twenty three off with Rachel Gunn RN. So we will be back very soon uh, with more of of this program. Uh, we're just going to finish it out. So follow along. God help you. And that is how many episodes we're watching. Um, any final thoughts
1: um uh, it's good this show got cancelled
2: yeah. uh there's there's so many shows I wanna do right now, like that I think are gonna be good and fun, and I'm just suffering through the ending of Rachel gunner and
0: yeah, it's it, we gotta eat our vegetables we gotta eat our vegetables that we that we got from the buffet personally and put on our plate <laughs> um
2: we can't appreciate the good shows that only lasted a single season until we go through all the bad ones.
0: We did some some tweeting about Minx getting canceled. Um, and he picked up on that on Twitter. Like, it, it feels weird. Like, it feels like the news about Minx getting canceled is, like, more of, like, a marketing stunt to drum up them trying to shop it on a different network um apparently episode two or season two is finished filming and and according to jake johnson uh season three is also like pretty much done um and so like it the reading that that deadline article and everything like that seems like it is maybe uh a little bit more safer than some of these other shows um but we will we will keep keep uh, our ear to the ground on that because I would love to talk about Minx. If y'all haven't watched Minx, it is... I is haven't
2: watched it. Very yeah. excited. I don't, I don't know what this is. I like that. I like that boy. I think that boy is very sexy.
0: Oh god! As soon as I saw the pictures with him, like with his like shirt open chest and the out. chest hair oh. and the big gold chain, like I was like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Um, I'm glad that they did it to me, Evan. It is a yeah. a um kind of a period piece of like the nineteen seventies of the first um nudie magazine made specifically for women uh, about men
2: it, it feels like welcome to chippendales but uh, yeah
0: yeah I, th- I think it's probably show. Yep, yep yep i not i don't i haven't watched welcome to chippendales but there seems to be a lot of uh high level espionage and stuff going on in chippendale's this is uh far lighter. this is this is much much lighter and, and much. More. I
1: mean, I think we're like an episode behind, but uh, welcome to Chippendales is pretty light. It's is it, it okay?
2: Uh, the ending of that first episode. Uh, it it it's based on a book called The Chippendale Murders. So like, there there has been people getting fucking blasted uh, away, sure. and it's uh
1: that, that wasn't like a prominent part of the show. Like, I mean, it was like. It clearly happened in the show, but uh, I feel like the
2: main think, story has not been. I think more murders are coming. Oh, okay, that's my guess. Okay, I mean, maybe Hulu, I'm wrong. Hulu, it's. I,
0: I have only seen Hulu promos, and they have made it seem like it is like a real gritty behind the scenes look at this kind of thing. Maybe that uh, is not that is not that's no. not my perception the, of it. We've watched many episodes. Yeah, sure. the, yeah.
2: the 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 I I referred to people getting blasted away. The 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 murder at the end of the first episode is horrific and bad and there's nothing fun about it. Um, there is quite a few fun elements in the rest of the show.
1: Yeah. Also like that is not really like that is barely talked about for the remainder of the episodes. There's like a whole episode that's about like the lady inventing snap away pants, you know? Yeah. And, And then there's like a whole episode about, uh, like buying a printing press so that they can make calendars better and faster, you know? Um, so yeah, there is a murder, but it's, uh, this doesn't really reflect the tone of the show overall. Anyway, we're talking too much about Chip and
0: Dale. <laughs> Yeah. Chip and Dale sounds fun. Uh, Minx is also fun. Apparently the, 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 the problem with that is that it is apparently leaving HBO max, even season one. Uh, so yeah, jump on that as soon as you can. It's very fun very sexy there is so much dick um a lot of full frontal like boobs and stuff but like a a gratuitous amount of of dick and balls uh do we see his dick no not yet we see a lot of dick though i would like i cannot if if that is something that does not interest you maybe give this one a pass because there is so much dick and like for me i'm fine with it but also like from a perspective of like we see tons of tits all the time uh let let let's let's see the let's see the the penises uh every once in a while and they said sure let's let's uh, make up for the last 20 years within like two scenes turn um, the dick meter up to 14 yeah no it's 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 i want to say rough but it's I, I don't mind it but if you yeah it's a lot uh, check it out, uh, and, and we'll be covering it if that doesn't go through. Um, but uh, until then, you can follow us on Twitter for all this good, good discourse at Pending Pod. Follow us on Instagram at Where They May, our new Instagram <laughs> uh, page that encompasses all of the Where They May radio shows. Um, and check out wheretheymay.com where you can get access to our merch store, access to our Patreon. Um, we're gonna have lots of lots of new stuff. We're we're gonna be like putting our nose at the grindstone in twenty twenty three. More merch, uh, more Patreon content. Uh, get at that. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop I'm gonna drop some fan fiction on the Patreon. How about that? Yeah. I wrote some over the garden wall fan fiction, and I'm gonna drop it exclusively on the Patreon. Eat your Woo-hoo. heart out, A O three. People are gonna be clamoring for the tags on my site. Um. Any anything to plug, y'all?
1: Mm, you owe me uh, two episodes of fan fiction. Is good actually. We gotta schedule that.
0: Yes, yes, I'd love to. I've been thinking so much uh... about my like history with fan fiction and stuff like that, and I thought it was uh, uh, like not a ton, but now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, ooh, I have things to talk about. I have things to say. <laughs>
2: I have nothing to plug other than the spirit of Christmas.
0: Mm. Which Everyone one? I'm going
2: to appreciate the spirit of Christmas. All of Future, them. Future,
0: past, present. All of them. Oh.
1: Jacob Marley is my favorite spirit of
2: Christmas. Mm. He's a good one. He's gay.
0: He's a real spooky one. Mm-hmm. Got those chains. Got them chains. Where they may radio.